Hello and welcome to Gloss Over, a podcast for creators, artists, entrepreneurs, spirit seekers, beauty lovers, and bosses. We're taking a deep dive into topics that we just can't gloss over. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gloss Over Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Megan Whalen, makeup artist, entrepreneur, and beauty professional. Hey, gang. I'm co-host Caroline Trudeau, experienced innovator, culture maker, and the creator of thevoicescollection.com. Yo. What up? We have big news. I know. Oh, my God. And I'm just going to ask you, so what's going on with the job thing? So, are you going to Germany? What is the tea? No. Spill the tea. So, I have um, left some nuggets of little crumbs of. Yeah, it's Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> Hansel and Gretel. But yeah, I'm super excited. Spoiler alert, she doesn't get eaten by a witch, so yay. Yay. Not in this chapter, Not at least. Yet. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm starting my new job tomorrow. Oh, oh my gosh. It's right here in Washington, D.C. That's amazing. Okay, so we're not going to Germany right now. Not for the moment. Sometimes okay. you have to stay where you are to get to where you want to go. Is there potential for you to go overseas? I, yes. Do you think so? Yes. Okay. I'm joining a consulting firm called Slalom. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to Slalom. Awesome. Um, so the company is in growth mode, and they have. What do they? What do they do? Oh, what, what is a slalom? What well, what is a slalom? Is it a, is we, it a ski it company? Not, it is not a ski company. Okay. No, no, no. It's a legit consulting firm, and um, it's technology strategy transformation consulting. Basically, your jammy jam 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 jam. My jammy jam jam jam. But yeah. isn't that isn't that collective thoughts? Oh, that's uh, a good question. I mean, wait a minute. I'm so Hold glad on. you asked asked me that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So yeah, collective thoughts is actually shifting gears a little bit. Where are we where are we going? <laughs> collective thoughts is uh, going to remain a company, um, but I will no longer freelance under that umbrella because I have to be committed to oh, slalom. So you can't compete with them. Exactly. So we're changing the business for collective thoughts. Okay. And um, Collective Thoughts is going to be the home of the Voices Collection and the Gloss Over Podcast. Because this is a Creative Thoughts podcast. Exactly. And as we continue to grow this podcast and as we... Maybe others. Maybe others. Who knows? As we do our 2020 strategic planning session, oh. we're going to execute that under the umbrella of Collective Thoughts. So yeah. So technically the podcast is now a business. And... Oh. Uh, <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> Are you ready? She's looking at me. I'm like, wait. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Yeah. Amazing. So oh God, lots of changes, I'm, lots of fun stuff. I'm like an employee. Mm, I can offer you healthcare if you'd like. <laughs> it's expensive as fuck. Okay, but good. That's good. <laughs> No, yeah, so these are the changes that are happening. All of these um, little pieces of nuggets of creation that have happened over the last, I don't know, 18, 20 months. Okay. Um, are just sort of aligning into the horizon. Time is going so fast. It's just insane. It's crazy, isn't it? I can't even think about it in those terms. Yeah. It's insane. So you met them. You had a date. Oh, well. slept together. It was great. And you're like, yep, we're moving in. Is that how it went? Yeah, actually. um, So I have a dear friend of mine who works there in the D.C. office who loves it. And... 
uh, the energy that she brought to the conversation that we had about it, I was like totally intrigued. Mm-hmm. What is this about? Right. Um, so yeah, had a date, second date, third date, lots of dates. God, we dated. You dated. Yeah. It was a proper courting. It was a proper courting <laughs> indeed. And at one point, um, they were going to be a collective thoughts client. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, hold on, girl. Well, no, I, I love that. I love that. Um, but then there was sort of a little shift in directions where right. we decided that it would be better if we just got married. Oh, yeah. Not just moving in. I've done Getting that. married. I've done that in, in business. It's really... It was just too good of an opportunity for me. Um, it, it essentially was everything that I had been looking for. Just not overseas. But not without the opportunity to potentially go overseas because there is, like I said, growth, international growth going on in the company that just opened up an office in Manchester. Um, Previous to that in Vancouver, there's uh, a Canadian headquarters in Toronto and then uh, probably like 30 offices in like legit cities in the U.S. Okay. Um, How's this going to change your life now? Oh, my God. (laughs) Cause like I just want to chit chat. My life is my life is literally. Can we talk about this? Totally changing. I mean, I mean, what? Like, how are you gonna? How are you gonna do this? <laughs> I mean, obviously you're gonna do it and do it well, but I mean, you've had such a, I think, a fun run with consulting and being your own boss and calling your own shots and making your own schedule and not really answering to anyone. And I think you've personally done a really good job with that. Thank you. And there's no way in fucking hell that I would ever step back into a role in a corporate anything because I'm so anti that I'm so not into it see I'm so pro that and I'm just fucking not and I'm like girl I'm, I'm a total corporate girl and I'm a total consultant like at the end of the day when I look at how I behave in uh, professional relationships and professional encounters there's just always been a consultant inside of me okay. whether whether I've been um, at a company or obviously at a consulting firm, um, that's just part of who I am. I like to find out like what are the problems and how can I help solve them. I like to do that too, but just with no one else involved. <laughs> just all by myself. Get the fuck out. I like to do it all alone. No, I love to do it with um, many people. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be a big transition period for me because um, I chose a consulting firm that has a local slash community-based model. So this is a differentiator um, that really attracted me about Slalom against, you know, the other sort of, the normal other consultancies that one would consider. Um, So we don't fly our consultants all over Helen Creation on Monday and returning on Thursday. The talent that and the clients that we have are local in market. So each office has the opportunity to really define what offerings they want to bring so that they can serve their local communities with the talent that they have. So that's very unique and very personal, and it's very focused on people. Which I love that. I love that, too. Yeah, that's how companies should be. I think people are, I think it's, I think globally it's kind of going back to that because people are recognizing that, competition is such a huge thing and like you can only beat each other up with pricing for so long well exactly like fucking find a special sauce thanks and the special sauce is like the smaller experience the more personal experience the more valuable exchange than just another fucking not call comcast customer service oh and tell me how you like that no you know like let me just be clear this is not a small company this is a billion dollar company with six thousand employees well i don't mean small in terms of size or how they operate i mean small in terms of the kind of 
personalized care that you get. Oh, I see. You can get, get that personalized col- yeah. care from fucking Comcast, but they don't do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can get that personalized care from Apple. They do it kind of sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. It's got nothing to do with the size. It's how you treat people. Exactly. You it's want cultural. to be tra- treated like you're the only one in the... You're like the only client in their roster. And actually, I felt that way throughout the recruiting process and even all the way up until, you know, going to work there tomorrow. Um, I really felt that for the first time in, you know, the last 18 to 20 months that I've been interviewing and, you know, I've talked to all of them. Um, I felt like I was seen as an individual for the value that I bring. Um, I felt like the work that I've done in the last 18 months, in addition to my sort of more traditional career, was valued there. It was interesting to them um, that I have run my own business and that I have uh, exercised my creative muscle without, you know, without a pause, essentially, right. in all this time. So I felt really seen as an individual and appreciated for who I am, as opposed to being a number, being an ass in a seat, being somebody that has a major minor, and where are we going to put her? These guys mm-hmm. were like, no, 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 we want you. Like, this, this, all of this is what we want. Right. And we don't know exactly what that's going to look like right. to the fact, like, there was not a defined role, but it was literally about me. I like companies that hire like that. There's not that many. No, there's not. You got to, here's what I say, you got to kiss a lot of frogs to find a prince, honey. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so from a culture perspective, um, it was an amazing. It's an amazing fit for me. Um, you know, the, the the culture is about doing what's right and doing it as, as as a collaborative team, and about passion and adventures and getting shit done and celebrating authenticity and diversity and inclusion and focusing on outcomes and fueling growth. Mm -hmm. It's just very, very different than anything else that I've ever um, encountered in this process. And really in my career. I can't wait to do a check-in for a while and see how this is going because it's really exciting. Yeah, I'm super excited. Wow. Yeah. Did you pack your lunch? You don't actually have to go anywhere, do you? You don't have to go anywhere. No, I have to go. This is the thing. I have to go into an office every day. The show up. I have to show up. I have to get dressed. I have to put makeup on every day. I have to be there, I imagine, at a certain time. And I have to, like, I haven't gone to an office in, I think, seven or eight years. Like, my office has literally been... 1670. 1670. Club 1670. Or, you know, Dulles Airport to wherever I have to go (laughs) for, for, I don't know, six, seven, eight years maybe. So this is going to be a completely different train of life. Um, But it's not far. It's just... Eight yeah. miles down the road. Perfect. I mean, the traffic will make it sound like it's 15 hours to get there, but I'll, I'll yeah. figure that part out. So I think, you know, the biggest adjustment will be to find a routine and just figure out, like, you know, what time do I need to leave? Have to you be... thought about how all the extracurriculars in your life are going to fit into around, like, a 40-hour work week? Because the beautiful part about being your own boss is that you can create your own hours and do your own thing, and you can, you know, you can basically fit your work into the nooks and crannies of your life. And now you're going to be fitting the life into the nooks and crannies of your career, like your time left over. Yeah. I'm making this sound really good, you're, aren't you're, I? I mean, wait, maybe. No. But seriously. Just kidding. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, it is a complete shift. Yeah, it is. Um, well, you know, one of the things I'm so been, excited about it I know. now that I'm <laughs> like, oh my God, maybe. No, no, no. Um, I have definitely thought about that. Um, it's, it's more about integration. I think that, you know, the work that I've done in my 
you know, my self-employed days has really been about being passionate and about um, just picking projects and about incorporating and integrating creativity and strategy and storytelling and innovation into a whole package. So I feel like I've, in a way, sort of been training for that. Right. Um, I hope that the... Um, I hope that that will continue and it sounds like it will from, you know, the conversations that we've had and the role that we've somewhat defined for me. Um, I think that, you know, what I'm looking forward to discovering is how that all gets further integrated as opposed to being separate pieces of life that happen between, you know, 6.15 a.m. and 7, whatever. Right. But, you know, that's theory. <laughs> you look You look skeptic. No, I'm just interested because... Because we're so different, yeah. That like having to go back to something like that would be my worst nightmare. I'm just, I'm, I'm, and so that's excited. like you're running toward that, and I'm running, yeah, far away from it. And it's just, it's just, I just think it's fascinating how different people value different opportunities differently. I mean, you know this is I mean? exactly what I wanted. I wrote. Um, it'll be in an article that I'll publish on the voices, but I wrote a vision in January, 2018 when I was working with coach Jason shout out, um, about what I wanted to create in my career. And then I went back and reread it and it was almost exactly mm-hmm. what I had envisioned. When you declare that shit, it's so powerful. So, big. Yes. so I think, you know, the, the independence and sort of being my own boss that happened since then was more of a discovery and more of a, it, it was never like collective thoughts was the consulting company was never going to be more than me. You know, it, it, it was sort of a means to an end to because it's ca- not what you wanted it. That's not what be, I wanted. Right? No, I mean, it could have been, but that's not it could have been right? that, exactly. Wanted, yeah. And I mean, I was successful without really trying intentionally be... like build that business. Right, right, right. And, because what I wanted to do was go back and be in corporate and apply all the lessons and to go somewhere that's different. Yeah. I had the same experience when I started my business. I was almost successful in spite of myself. It was yeah. weird. It was weird. Because when you're good, you're good. Well, no, I think it's just like you just fucking love it. You know what I mean? Like if you just love what you're, if you just love it, then it, it finds a way to support you. Yeah. It's strange. It's strange. It works but, out. Um, but the same is true for finding the right fit. And I'm glad you didn't, I mean, cause you've had other offers and you didn't just jump right on to like the first. Oh my God. You know, you're like, I'm going to date around a little bit more before I. Yeah. Because I was free. Right. Like I didn't, I, I wasn't constrained to a job that I didn't like cause I already left that to anything. Like I was in charge of what I wanted to create. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if, I mean, there were moments where I was dis- discouraged and disappointed, but I knew that if I just kept going at it, um, I would be able to find, like I believed that there was a company out there that would behave exactly the mm-hmm. way that these leaders did in hiring me. Like, I was like, somebody is going to see how fucking awesome I am. Right, no. <laughs> like, all of this shit that I'm doing is not in vain. It's just keep going, just keep doing it. And then meanwhile, catch a little check over here and cash a, a little check over there right. and, you know, make it work. I do think that um, when you are intentional about what you declare, it will catch up to you if you if you keep it. I mean, because this isn't something that you were like, blah, 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 I want. This was like a... Day after day, week after week, month after month, constant 
on the top of your mind goal. I need to get to this place. I need right. to figure this out. So it wasn't like, well, you know, like I'll just like think about it and, you know, sit on it for a while. Like it, like you will get what you want if you continue to focus on it and do the things it takes to get it. And yeah. that's a big deal because not everybody has the stamina for that. And a lot of it people, is not a short term no. game. And a lot of Absolutely people would have jumped on whatever opportunity they thought they would like make okay out of desperation. But yeah. instead you're like, no, I need to be like picky. Yeah. Super picky. Even though, you know, there were some offers that the money was great. And, but then I was like, I'm just going to go do the same exact shit at a different place. What did I learn from that experience? Right. And I've been talking about this, you know, in all of the channels that I have available to me that I want to create, I want to be in charge of my career and I want to create this career. I don't want it to be, predisposed for me. I want to go somewhere where I can actually be curious about what I want to discover and where I can add value as opposed to just being put in a box, even if it's for a lot of money. Like, no, I'm not doing that. No way. No, absolutely not. Not I'm not going all over hell in creation to, you know, sell whatever thing some industry leader tells me that I need to be selling. No. In fact, what we're going to do here is we're going to go to the market and we're going to find out what is it that really resonates here? What, what is it in this area that people really need when it comes to digital? What does it mean to them? What does it mean to us? How do we want to be known? What do we want to show up as? How do we tell that story? And then how do we do that differently than everybody else? It's already in our DNA to be different. It's already in our DNA to be storytellers, and now we're going to just organize that in a way that resonates in the market and go do this thing. I love that. Yeah. I'm so fucking excited. And honestly, I, if I was joining somewhere else, I don't think I could authentically say that I believe that this you know, company X, Y, and Z, this big four, whatever, um, actually does that. At Slalom, I feel like... It's a special thing, right? Yeah. It's true. And it's a differentiator. I actually have been asking since I made this decision, a couple of friends who are on the client side, you know, in financial services institutions, in automotive. um, and, And I've asked, you know, if you are a purchaser, if you are writing an RFP, if you're evaluating vendors... Can you tell us what that is for those of us who don't know? Uh, if, if you're if you're going outside of your company to hire somebody to help you do something, got it. So you're you're offering, you know, to pay someone. Mm-hmm. Um, when you because to me an RFP is a real fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> a request for proposal. Okay, RFPs in my world are real bad things. <laughs> this is real bad. That is an RFP, people. No, in my yeah, world it's good. In my in my world it's an invitation to demonstrate your capabilities to meet some requirements that a company will have to hire outside. Gotcha. Okay. So if they don't know how to do something themselves, and, and right now in this quotation mark digital age, a lot of companies are going outside to get help because right. it's, it's, it's a mammoth, right? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? How do we, how, how do we take advantage of all of this technology? How do we approach it strategically? How do we make sure it's aligned with our long-term goal, uh, goals? So what was I saying? Uh, <laughs> I just got like totally riled up. How bum you are, I think, is where bummed. we left off. Yeah. So you're excited about it? It's going to be good. It's going to be an adjustment. Oh, wait. I got it. Okay. 
clients, yes. potential clients, yes. people that are on um, the industry side. Uh-huh. Questions I've asked is, is culture, is the culture of a partner a differentiator in this, in this space? Let's hope so. And the answer has been yes every single time, everybody I've talked to. And for me, it was a differentiator in choosing to go work there. So it's almost like, yeah. Because I think we've touched on that before, like culture being as important sometimes as your compensation and your care and all the things that this business means to you. If you're not really married to the end product, the culture has got to be on point. Yes. And I'm really happy to see that more companies and more potential employees are looking at culture as like a, like a means of, of connecting with people and cultivating a team that like can be on board. Totally. Cause it's culture, so important. when cultures clash and don't fit, it's miserable. And these people can be really good at their jobs. They can be super talented and the top of their everything. But if the culture doesn't fit, it's, it's not good. I don't think you can resolve conflict if the cultures aren't right. Do you think so? I don't think I don't know actually. I mean, I think about interpersonal relationships across cultures and there's plenty of those and there's always interesting ways to cope with the cultural differences and to focus on cultural simil- similarities. But I think in the context of large corporations, yeah, I think culture clash can be a total disaster. Yeah, I've been in culture clash. I have my corporate experience was culture clash. Maybe that's why I'm so jaded. Maybe Culture was very bad. Yeah, so you'll have to stay along for this ride and see how it plays out. Yeah. We're going to come back and we're going to check in. I think so because, like, it's going to be definitely integrated into my whole life. So the stories will be very interesting. They'll be from from the real life. It's all good. I'm very excited. Tomorrow I'm going to put my little suit on. What are you wearing? I know. The uniform. Okay. Literally. Okay. The huge. Okay. Yeah. I'll take a selfie. Oh, it's like perfectly time for back to school too. Yeah, lots of transformation going on, right? <laughs> lots of transformation in this in, in this day and age. Yes. Really excited. But, you know, I mean, you can't go wrong when you're joining a company that has been ranked top 100 Forbes places to work the last four years, whose CEO is number 24 on the glass door. That's good. List I was going to ask you if you glass door them, but clearly oh, there's no need. Girl. <laughs> I did all the work. Okay. I did. And it's privately owned. Okay. Which can there's, be good, there's can be no stock price driving that is, that short-term is bullshit decisions. Really amazing. Yes. Like um, anchored in vision. What advice do you have for people that are potentially finding their new workplace happiness for the next I don't know, say they want to stay on for five or 10 years. Like what, what's the checklist? Well, you know, we, we talked about negotiating before, right? You only get one chance to negotiate it. It's when you go into a brand new job. Mm-hmm. So be prepared. Um, and you know, be, be prepared to ask for what you want. Um, and know everything. My, my piece would be to know everything about the, co- know as much as you can about the company. I remembered when I interviewed for Mac, for example, they were like, when was Mac founded? Oh, they asked you that? 1983. Oh, okay. By a Canadian hairdresser and of an American makeup artist. Like, I Canadians. fucking know that. Like, I know that. Like, you want, you want, you want, because. Right. You got to know. Because they want someone who gets, who knows the brand story and who appreciates the 
history. And it is an old company, relatively. Yeah. They don't own themselves anymore, but but aside from that. But you got to know at least the basics. Like, read the website and know, know the basic brand Find story. a press release. Yeah. Flowing I mean, around online. Like, do your... Like, absolutely, girl. Follow up. But I think, you know, to get a little bit more as we wrap up um, into deep shit of the universe when it comes to advice is just don't settle, you know, like you gotta, if, if, if you, if you have a vision for yourself and you want to accomplish a certain goal and, you know, you've, I've sort of been training, right? Like all of the work has been training for this next step. Um, don't settle. What would you say to someone though, that isn't maybe as fortunate to be in a position where they can take their time? What would you say to someone who's either been let go or separated for whatever reason from a company and they really like need to get a job? Like what, what, what does the advice change in that, in that regard? Well, no, I don't think the advice changes, but you know, there may be a different road to getting there. Mm. So, you know, for example, I had a colleague in my previous job who, you know, was a sole provider. Mm-hmm. He was the one that brought the money right. and you know, they, it's not like they were living paycheck to paycheck, but it's being out of work for three months would be a hardship. Exactly. Right. So, you know, he had to get back on the horse and Earn. get another job right yeah. away. You know, you don't necessarily have time to contemplate whether or not you're going to write content for this platform or that platform or like, you know, the, the luxury that I've had or that I've created for myself <laughs> rather. But the, I think the vision and the long term you know, the, the longer term game stays the same. Like if you know that you want it, it's just like Munich. Like, it, you know, there in my future, there's still an international assignment, right? Like it just didn't happen this time because the timing wasn't right. Um, because, you know, that place probably doesn't exist just yet for me in another country. Um, but it's like eye on the prize and staying focused on vision. And if you have to take some detours on the way there, then... You know, it's, sometimes it's just going to take a little bit longer. So there's nothing wrong with taking another job to find the, the dream job. There's nothing wrong. With, I don't think so. Yeah. I think I think like you got to do what you got to do. Right. I would not have done it. Like right. the, for me, it was an absolutely deal breaker. I was just going to wait until I could have a podcast episode like this where I could say, "Holy shit, I got a new job and it's fucking awesome." Right. But you also had the foresight to create a cushion. Right. But that cushion didn't start like that cushion started a long time ago to be able to do this. Like, it's not like I just saved money, but you were earning is what I'm saying. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Basically to support you until you could find that fit again. Yep. Yeah. So that was like an interim job essentially. Oh, that's a lot of heavy lifting. Yes. But it's very exciting. So slalom people, I'll see you tomorrow. Woo. And to the rest of the listeners, who has a good advice? Who has an anecdote or a story about moving from job to job? Coming or going. Coming or going. All the stories are good. Yes. So tell them where they can find us. If you head over to Instagram, you'll find us at glossoverbabes, plural. That's G-L-O-S-S-B-A-B-E-S. And you can go to Twitter and find us at glossoverpod. And you can go to the Voices Collection because there's bound to be an article. So... (laughs) Okay, till next time. Love you, bye. The end. Thank you for listening. Have a topic you'd like us to gloss over? Hit us up on Twitter at GlossOverPod and find us on the web at thevoicescollection.com slash GlossOverPod.